0: You're about to listen to the Pro Wrestling Zone podcast, a majestic production property, one of the quickest rising professional wrestling podcasts on the market today, and the most entertaining podcast in the history of existence. Please note before diving into the show that this is for entertainment purposes only. So myself and Pina Gallery engage in exaggerations, dirty or offensive jokes, and satirical comments. If you are a triggered little snowflake who gets professionally offended, this is not the podcast for you. If you do enjoy our work, we ask that you contribute to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash majesticp. Contributors get access to the Discord, vote on what topic we cover, and enjoy exclusive content such as pay per view watch parties. Here's a sample of that from NXT TakeOver. Portland. If this is something you believe you would enjoy, visit our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash majesticp and become a patron. This ensures that we continue to entertain you for years to come. Without further ado, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome Welcome to the the 28th edition edition of the Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Zone. Zone. I am Tiger Height, still your majestic champion of the world.
1: And I'm Peanut Gallery, still not the majestic champion of the world.
0: I know, you need to get on my level, Scrub. So anyway, now, we're going to do something a little bit different on this. We're going to do the general topic first, yep, and then we'll do the pay-per-view because, trust me, we have a lot to talk about on that pay-per-view.
1: Oh, yeah, that's going to be the majority of it. But first, any news this week?
0: Um, other than the Steiner collapse.
1: Yes, Scott Steiner did. he? It's a heart attack for sure because his yes. heart stopped that night.
0: Yes, um, Scott Steiner had a heart attack during some Impact Wrestling tapings. Yep. Uh, to what I heard last, he's still doing fine. That's good. Which is very good, I'm glad. I don't obviously like people dying, but yeah. I'm surprised that Steiner is still living. Yes. But really, other than that, there really hasn't been a whole lot going no. on. Outside of that. Um, there was the big development in the AEW video game. Yes. So they basically have the people who developed the WWF no mercy Mercy game and that that same same exact engine on on lockdown lockdown, they're They're probably going to make an announcement either later this year or early next year, but right. we're going to have to wait a couple of years before this game comes out, because, it's you know, gonna be
1: it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good when it comes out, <laughs> also, I heard that they were also, instead of releasing a new game every year, like WWE has been doing, they're going to do roster updates for downloadable yes. packs, which yes. is they're gonna do a like, plus, they're
0: going to do like 25, 30 bucks for roster updates, gear updates, stuff like that, yeah. so they don't have to do that in every, like... I can't remember how many years. Right. But they said every like couple of years or so they'll do like a full update on the engine. Right.
1: So anyway, um, any our, anything our else? Topic? Oh 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 no no. What about um, what about uh um uh Roe getting uh oh yes. Yeah, so, there there was rumors that he had the coronavirus.
0: Yes. Yeah, so when in Saudi Arabia, I think like three days before he before they left, there was a first coronavirus case, and Raymond Roe. Was sick right after or during the flight, which caused a lot of concern because it showed a lot of the same sy- symptoms yeah. as the coronavirus. But it turns it was, out
1: he was not. It was just a cold. It was it was a flu. It was not a coronavirus.
0: It wasn't the coronavirus flu. It was just a regular flu. Right,
1: but but still, that's a cause for concern. Keep keep all those affecting your thoughts. Right. right.
0: Um, this shit's crazy, but at the same time, just wash your hands, don't yep. touch your face, and be mindful, and you'll be fine.
1: Right. WrestleMania is still on board, as far as we know. No, it is. Yeah, I mean, one hundred and ten. Well, there, are, you know, if you look at it, a lot of the entertainment stuff is still on board, so WrestleMania is going to be one of those. Well, yeah, I mean, it was right.
0: stupid if, for them to cancel WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Yeah, but at it this would be point stupid. in time,
1: yeah. Um. So, anyways, our our Little topic, I guess, because there's only one pay-per-view this week there was, and there's only yep. one next week. So our our shows, I guess, for the next couple of weeks is we'll cover the one pay-per-view and then we'll have like a mini-topic. So right. this week mm. was Tiger Heights' mini-topic, so I'll let him introduce it.
0: Okay, so this was a fan recommendation and I thought since we did the WrestleMania one, let's do a dream card for AEW's Double or Nothing because both Pena and Gallery and I have agreed that Double or Nothing is the AEW equivalent of WrestleMania. Yeah, pretty much. This is basically the largest card that they do. This was, like, the... This was the show that set AEW into the ground so we're We're going going to say that this was double or nothing nothing like WWE was to Wrestlemania in the 80's
1: and so here's how we'll do it is we will because we have a lot of matches that are in common so we'll do those so what we're going to do is we're going to do it like, thematically, like, um, we'll we'll I'll have... Do, I'll,
0: I'll do my first match, and match and then Pina Gallery will do his, his first match.
1: It's not necessarily in order, but we're going to do... It's more of a thematic thing, because we do have, like, three of the six or seven matches that are the I, exact same.
0: Right. I kind of had mine in order as a part of what it would be. Oh, who cares? But here are the rules. So if you want to do your own dream card, these are the rules you must follow. Seven matches minimum. You must have seven matches. Seven matches? Okay. Don't don't go crazy.
1: Seven matches minimum. One women's match. Two tag team matches. matches. Every title has to be on the line. Yep. Um, As
0: accordance to the defending champions as of right now, too. Okay, yes.
1: And then must explain the rivalry and then post Dynamite show if you choose to do so, which I... You, you kind
0: of did. You kind of didn't. I <laughs> did because I feel like it's not more so of the pay-per-view, but really like the build-up to after because you really want to establish solid rivalries, and one of my one of my main events kind of has more of the post-match than the
1: actual match. All right. So let's talk about the first one, which is Dark Order and SCU.
0: This was my first match. And we port-
1: both have this match in common, so...
0: And for for mine, there's a stipulation, if SCU wins, the Dark Order must reveal the Exalted One.
1: I, I really feel like the Exalted one will be revealed before it probably, this pay per view.
0: It probably will, but at the same time, if, if they, they don't, don't, at least it's something, something that makes sense. And I feel like it's like it, something it, it that
1: makes, they can build on.
0: Right. right it's, it's something that they, they can build on. on and it's something, something that they, they can work with, with leading up <laughs> to this pay per view because it's in May. Right. Right now, we're in March, early March. It's, it's like, like oh, let's announce this match. match and build it, and they can do that. And it's right. something that people will be initially interested in. All right. So a lot of creative ideas with that. Uh, my next match is kind of a dark horse match, but I feel like this is something so, that they're going so to So here's
1: do. what's going to happen is we know that between now and then, Brody Lee is going to make his debut. Yes. the question about that is who is his first opponent going to be going into yes. the the event here my so
0: second, my second match, match is Brody Lee versus Luciaurus and
1: I had Brody Lee versus Jake Hager okay so again it's really interesting because I don't know where Brody Lee is gonna fit into this whole thing right, right. Um, we have a better idea as to where Matt Hardy might fit in than Brody yes. Lee. Brody Lee is kind of a dark horse. He could be a face, he could be a heel, either way, it's gonna be great, and they you know that they're gonna have him on on that card somewhere. Oh, easily. But it's but, not gonna be a title match. Right. right. It's,
0: it's gonna, gonna be like, like your general Regular match. match, and like, like I, said, I said, for Brody, me, I think Brody, Brody Lee or Luke Harper, Harper works better as a heel anyway. Yeah. So, so that's, that's why I put him with. He, he might he might
1: work better as a face. I yeah. don't know. Against Jake Hager, two big guys. All right. Well, Luchasaurus is also big, and that's yeah. why I'm like,
0: it's a heel guy going into this, and I think a lot of people would be Uber jazzed about Luchasaurus and Brody Lee. Because
1: right, people Not like this- people like Luchasaurus too. Luchasaurus is over oh, right now.
0: No, the Jurassic Express in general are yes, over as fuck. They are. So I feel like this would be a great match to go into. And also if Luchasaurus loses, well he probably would if this match happens. Right. He won't be buried because he's more so of the tag team variety than right. the singles. This is just like that big Um, spectacle match. Right. And I think it would just be really cool to see that. To get people
1: interested, yeah.
0: Also, um, before we continue, we do have a clarified, we do have a vested interest because we're actually going to be at this event. Yes. So, yes. Um, Fun. Our next match, well, at least mine, is the Death Triangle, which I I hate the name, which I think we're probably going to have a bitch about. Um, That is the Lucha Brothers and pac Taking on the best friends in Orange Cassidy. This one is obvious.
1: Yeah, that one's going to develop. I have the same exact match on my card.
0: It just sounds so good. The people would be so over with this because everybody here is great. And uh, this is how you build a six-man tag. Yep,
1: absolutely. Where
0: you don't... Basically, what it is is that you put everybody in matches that don't involve everybody yet. So, the... Pack orange cassidy Cassidy match, there was outside interference with the Lucha Brothers and the Best Friends, friends leading to this match. match. This This match is obviously going to happen, and now, with the name of the Death death Triangle, triangle, they're They're going going to build upon that with merch and marketing and and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, eh, you know. And, you know, it it would still still be just a fantastic fantastic match overall. Everyone here is fantastic. And uh, And speaking from experience, especially from Revolution... Uh, this, this match, match will be, be like everyone will like uh, everyone, everyone will need a cigarette.
1: Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's gonna be a great match.
0: Hell, I mean, I, I'm actually gonna try to talk to Pina Gallery and say if we're gonna stay down on the strip, maybe we'll do a cigar and walk.
1: That's another topic
0: for another day. <laughs> not a bad idea.
1: Let's talk about the um let's talk about the next match that you have on yours cuz I have the same exact match on mine. Kenny so, Omega and Hangman Page versus The Young, the young Bucks. Bucks. Now, this
0: is not a regular tag for me. This is a no disqualification tornado tag for the tag team champions. And I put this because for me, they're going to tease Hangman Page going against Kenny Omega. Oh yeah. And he betrays Omega at this event.
1: Yeah, we thought it was going to happen after Revolution. They are, they are putting subtle hints in so there. They're goddamn good at that. Team. Oh, my God. It's like,
0: that's, this is almost a thing where I want to watch next week. Right. But at the same time, I have other things to do so I don't watch it every week. Right. Um. So they're obviously going to have the Bucks win. That's my prediction Um, as a part of this dream card. Right. But – Paige hits Omega with the buckshot Lariat on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like almost about to win. Right. Buckshot. The crowd just goes ballistically pissed because Kenny Omega's a national treasure. Right. <laughs> and the Bucks. <laughs> he is. And then the thing is the Bucks don't know what happens. Right. So then they'll pin Omega. Yep. Paige is gone. Or he rolls out of the ring and sells an injury right. so he doesn't get involved. And then he continues to attack. Build up Hangman Page, Kenny Omega for possibly a number one contenders match later down the road. Yes. Nothing bad there.
1: Right. So the next match that uh, Tiger Height has on his card is the Nyla Rose. So as far as Nyla Rose goes, after Revolution, it's kind of hard to pick who we have as number one contender. Um, Tiger Height has Awesome Kong, and I have Britt Baker. So My problem
0: is with Britt Baker is that Britt Baker is an obvious heel. Right. She continues to win, don't get me wrong, and she deserves at least an opportunity to go for the belt, but Nyla Rose is a heel. Awesome Kong as of right now, that Awesome Nightmare,
1: Kong's a face, isn't she? She was a
0: heel, but the Nightmare Collective is not a thing anymore. She was with Brandy. Right And uh, Brandy symbolically disbanded that team, so if they did something as accordance to this, they could build Awesome Kong as another monster woman face to go up against Nyla Rose. So, it
1: really... But, you know, I think Awesome Kong, she's kind of like Randy Orton in that regard. I think she she works better as a heel, Um, but, you know, they're... (laughs) I really can't think of anyone else besides Awesome Kong or Britt Baker to go up against her. I know. Cause Britt Baker is, she's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Britt Baker, she she's a heel, but she is and good. She's,
0: and she's winning and winning and winning. Right. She has not lost a match
1: this right. year. So um, there's a couple possibilities there. Let us know what you think about Nyla's Rose next potential opponent. Because
0: as of right now, it's not Chris Statlander. That was kind of right. a weird match, but I loved that match. It was a good match. It was a really good match. Uh, watch our previous episode if you want to hear our full review on it. It was a it was a much better match than I expected it to be.
1: So, but, the, <clears throat> so the sixth match is the Cody me, situation. So for me,
0: this is what I'm thinking is going to happen because what I think they're going to do is going to have MJF and Cody for the AEW World Champion. That's going to happen. But they're going to have like a month or two where they're not even involved with each other as the same thing as Okada and Omega when they had their trilogy. Now, Cody needs something to do. And with Jake Roberts coming out and saying that he has a client and he's tired of him bitching about losing that this has to be where Lance Archer debuts where it's a tease from now until then we don't even know when Lance Archer is gonna show up, right where we don't know who this guy is and Jake Roberts comes out every week and drops some subtle hints on a couple of different
1: options. Right now,
0: it doesn't matter who it is, but I want him to kind of sprinkle in just that benefit of the doubt because right. that's what people want. Right, we want the thing of it could be Archer, it could be Roberts, it could be Raven, it could be Hardy, it could be whoever.
1: Right, and now I think that Cody is going to go up against MJF again, but this can be the last part of their their little fight here, and I think it's going to be a last man standing match.
0: Now, for me, that's not me. I, I think they're going to do it for one more time, but that's going to be later. Okay. Um, For me, I think it's going to be Cody versus Lance Archer because what a way to debut. And yeah. they, they've signed him to big money because Archer has been absolutely crushing it. And with Archer, with Jake Roberts, that just seems like a fit in hell. And okay. It's, you know, a positive thing, All obviously. Right.
1: Now, for the final match of the night, we, of course, have the same – the same per the same match essentially John Moxley and Chris Jericho you
0: can't have another match so there is nobody on these guys' level except for Cody or MJf right now for me I have a false count anywhere but yet the inner circle is banned from ringside
1: so it's whatever
0: and I have I have Moxley to win overall but for me I do not have mjf in anything because this is where mjf comes out becomes the best Biggest heel in wrestling yeah. where he attacks John Moxley in his home state mm-hmm. or his home city, actually, yeah. and then holds up the AEW world champion signifying the next rivalry. Moxley, MJF, who's already been Cody, number one right. in the rankings for the world champion. It, it it just writes itself. right? And for me, I feel like Moxley and Jericho with such high a praise – False count anywhere. No disqualifications. Let's have a fight.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of what we had for the Double or Nothing Dream Card. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Um, and um, we we'll look ex- forward to it.
0: Obviously, I'm excited for Double or Nothing. We're going to be there. So I'm not sure when we're going to be able to do Well, I We'll mean, just do see, it on Sunday. On, yeah, that's on Saturday. So yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. So yeah, no, we're gonna be there. So and then
1: we are also we are also thinking about doing a Mecca show as well that same weekend. Mm-hmm. So we might be doing two pay per views that weekend, just as a special little treat.
0: Also, um, if you don't know, Mecca is um FSW, which is the local promotion here in Las Vegas. Yes, they and do their shows. Show, us. Their show is literally that same weekend, and we're like, yeah, we'll probably well, see. well
1: because there are a lot of um. John Moxley is one of the most famous alum. Yep, and John Moxley makes appearances there all the time. Yep,
0: uh, John Morrison or Johnny Mundo at the time, he was one of their main champions. He indicated because yes. he signed with WWE.
1: So they are doing. Um, they have a lot of great people going for that champion now. Like yep. they have a tournament going on. So. It's it's
0: really good stuff. We I mean, got one. like
1: yeah, like Chris Masters, you got Daga, really? yep. you got Willie Mack. Mack. I mean, yeah, you got know, a lot of great people going yep. for us. So I'm really and looking forward to if it. If you ever want to look it up, it's
0: FSW, the future stars of wrestling.
1: Yes, they have a school here yep. and they have um, they do shows out of Samstown Casino all the time. So
0: yep. it's kinda of like Monster Factory, but not New Jersey. So definitely give right. it a give it a gander. Um, Let us know what you think, and we would love to see your Double or Nothing cards on Twitter. Yep. Um, We're going to be right back. When we come back.
1: Oh, Lord. Lord. You better
0: better brew some coffee, grab a drink, because this is going to be a shit show for the
1: ages. Oh, yeah.
0: are back now I'm, I'm going to preface this as this <laughs> oh my god this was terrible this event overall could except for not, the
1: last two matches last two matches were decent but yep. everything else was just bad yep. it was bad
0: this it, it basically so you're sitting in a car and you're on stall you could not get out of stall in this show no this crowd i'm sorry philadelphia you fucking suck yeah. Now you, you were you were produced bullshit in a basket, but at the same time, you know New York can make this better.
1: And here's the thing about the Philadelphia crowd is that when you when you think about Philadelphia and you think about wrestling, the first thing that comes to mind is literally a bingo hall underneath a freeway.
0: You these are bloodthirsty little shits.
1: The only time they popped was when there were tables. And kendo sticks and, and chairs thing. and <laughs> other things happening. But otherwise, it was I mean, granted, WWE does a terrible job with producing quality con this is you have to understand, I I I give WWE all the benefit of the doubt, but they cannot expect a serious wrestling fan to be involved in the product without just being bored this is it was boring the it the, was so boring the
0: thing is is that wrestling is about context
1: it's about telling a story yes. and no match besides the last two matches told any semblance of a story absolutely like what story is there in Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak the match which sucks the match sucked because there was no story to it. The crowd it. Was, there was quieter. No, this,
0: this, this, why? The crowd, the crowd was quieter than a whore in church.
1: I mean, good lord! I mean, you you know, I I. Next week I'm gonna talk about storyline I just wanna do
0: a fucking monologue, Ryan.
1: <laughs> next week I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a monologue next week on storyline development. And then you'll wonder why I am such high on AEW and not on WWE is because at least AEW can tell a fucking story with their match. Yes. WWE cannot tell a story worth shit. I mean, you have to use the fucking Calm. commentators. Calm. The fucking commentators <laughs> have to tell the story for you. Why? Are we stupid?
0: Can you at least wait until next week's show?
1: (sighs) I'm ventilating.
0: Here, have some wine. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, while he's drinking, this is Elimination Chamber 2020. So we're about 10 days out from Super Showdown, which was the show that they really wanted to promote, which is unfortunate. And, you know, somehow they made fucking Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak and AJ Styles versus Alistair Black Boring. Um, first match was Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Now, the substance of the match itself was not bad. But the problem was, is that when the commentators were just, like the entire night, the commentators were literally just
1: grating. Oh my god, they were terrible. I was about to. Don't, was, don't even ab- get me started on the commentators. Oh, that, that'll,
0: be, that'll be for next week.
1: Fuck Corey Graves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, keep that in mind. hashtag Fuck Corey Graves. hashtag Wife beater. Anyway, <laughs> way to leave your kids and your wife. So, um, the so thing, the, the, thing, the the
1: crowd was silent during this match. Daniel Bryan silent. and Drew Gulag would have otherwise been a great match, but there it was, was, it was a I yes, like, I could I, not get into it because a lot of what
0: this rivalry was built on was on commentary. Not backstage segments, not attack on Daniel Bryan's neck, not about, oh, I'm a much better wrestler than you are, cutting a promo in the ring where the crowd can pop for it and people can get interested. If they built this better, I don't even care if it's like a week out, they could have had something better. But for me, I was was bobbing my head, I was so tired.
1: Oh my god, I mean... Um, But
0: Daniel Bryan did win and Drew Gulak did not tap, so they're going to continue this rivalry. At the same time, I'm not (sighs) mad about that. Oh my God! But
1: don't put it on a pay-per-view two weeks into the rivalry, please. Right. So speaking of a rivalry that now, has wait,
0: but before before we do this, I had a great analogy about the Daniel Bryan Gulak match. This, and I thought that you agreed with me on this. So for a man, I think for a chick too, because I'm pretty sure you guys like have a little like orgasm in between, where a guy like jerks off and he has like a little spritz, but not like full blown. That's kind of what this match was, where they're trying to blow the load too soon. Right. And this is this kind of rivalry where you can take three months to build it, and if you build it right, it's like a main event match on right. this kind of a show, and nobody would be mad. Right. But the problem was is that Drew Gulak was on commentary, and the announcers explained basically throughout the entire show – that what this Drew rivalry Gulak, was about, right? That Drew Gulak gave pointers to Heath Slater and um, Curtis Axel. I watched those matches because I felt like I had to. A lot of people were saying that they were actually decent matches, and I'm gonna have to agree with them.
1: <clears throat> but it was way too soon. This
0: this match is a singles match was too soon if they had like a six-man tag or something to start off the show i don't think yeah i don't think i would have been nearly as pissed off as i was you know and
1: then we talk about well new japan pro wrestling does those kinds of matches all the time but you have to understand the premise of new japan pro wrestling new japan pro wrestling literally are like factions fighting against each other right that literally is like the entire premise And also
0: they don't have like a regular television show right they do tours right it's different they announce the card and then they build the rivalry around that where this right. so, it's and then they just put this next so sure for reasons. there. there is <clears throat>
1: there is a place there is a place and a time for a six man tag match and I felt like this would have been this would
0: have been perfect Drew yep. Gulak Heath Slater and Curtis Axel versus Daniel Bryan and two other schmucks right it wouldn't have mattered it would have given more people exposure right. to the people who need it like a Heath Slater like a Curtis Axel like a Bo Dallas etc etc right and they didn't. Right. And I felt like this was a wasted talent with Daniel Bryan, who obviously is Daniel Bryan, and Drew. Gulach, uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan. Do we? Wrestler.
1: Do we? Do we need to say more about Daniel Bryan?
0: And then Drew Gulak, who has constantly produced yes. really good matches, but for some reason there's something about this that just did not click. Right. And it was annoying. It's like, goddamn, this would be like a semi-main event. Match and it would have been. If so it happened good.
1: to like Money in the Bank, right, for the first time,
0: right, for the first time, and it would have been so cool to right.
1: see. All right. Well, speaking of a match that came too soon, what about a match that's way past its prime?
0: You know, they they basically beat the dead horse, gave it a. Full five-star funeral with a couple of hundred grand. They resorted the horse, burned it, and then beat it. Beat the charred remains. Put it in no, ashes, no, no. They would have shoved it up his ass. No, they
1: resuscitated it, and then they killed it again.
0: They killed it again, and they put the entire horse up Vince McMahon's ass because apparently he can't get his head out of this rivalry. Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo for the United States Champion. This was annoying. In. i hate it because the match itself was fine
1: it ended the same way that all of the other matches did
0: if you saw the money in the bank ending this was literally no different tights pulled roll up andrade retains a decent match overall, contextual, but for some goddamn reason, Vince McMahon has such a hard-on for these two brown motherfuckers that you put the United States goddamn motherfucking champion on it, and, you know, and then he's like, why are these guys getting over? How because about-
1: nobody cares! It's like about- the eighth time it's happened! I'm, I'm going to in say- In two months! This isn't the eighth time it's happened ever, it's this the, is the eighth third time. time-
0: It's a- you can't get anybody over, and Vince McMahon gets bored of them because they do the same shit over and over again. They're... You have a writers of 20 people for one goddamn show, and they can barely hog some bullshit pay-per-view together <laughs> where multi-billion-dollar companies invest in you, and then the, the casual viewer sees you right. as the gold standard of wrestling. You're no you longer the gold standard. no.
1: As far as storyline writing goes, go watch AEW for a few weeks. You might learn something about storyline development. And if you
0: want to know how to build a long-lasting match, watch uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, watch
1: New Japan.
0: You can watch a 30-minute match in New Japan Pro Wrestling with a decent build-up. Right, with a decent build-up, a lot of emotion, that people are into it, you get emotionally invested. Yes. And it's like, you know, you have, you know, Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada, an hour and 30-minute match, and you can watch it over and over and over again <sighs> where you can barely watch a 10-minute slog fest on Monday Night Raw with probably 700,000 other people watching. And then you wonder why people aren't getting over it. Right. Maybe you because you are such an old time piece of garbage that CM Punk had a fucking point 10 years ago <laughs> oh.
1: yeah. alright so um, I'm gonna <laughs> ditto that sentiment <laughs> Because I am sick of if I see Humberto Carrillo versus Andrade, I will literally scream.
0: I know. I'm I'm getting tired of it.
1: I'm I'm so tired of Humberto Carrillo and I'm pretty sure that if you ask the casual and fan. If you, you
0: had three other people who yeah. could have been in this match, it would have been better. Right. What I would have loved to see for the United States champion, and I even promoted this, was Andrade versus Alistair Black for the United States champion. Right. That would have been awesome.
1: That's money.
0: But we're going to get to that match later. Oh, trust me. We're going to get to that match.
1: All right. Let's talk about the first boring match. This match.
0: Okay. I have a mixed bag feeling about
1: this match. I did not like this match. This match was too slow. The Lucha House Party had no reason to be in this fucking match. Oh, they
0: botched a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Lucha
1: Botch Party.
0: This was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match.
1: The only thing that made any sense, John Morrison, The Miz versus The Usos, that's money. That is a money pay-per-view. John
0: Morrison, The Miz, and The New Day I did not have a problem with. But we've already
1: seen that. We have not seen John Morrison. Well, we have seen John Morrison, Miz versus The Usos. But I want to see them go for the title at Mania. And then Heavy Machinery... And Robert Rude Dolph Of I course don't mind,
0: I don't mind this because nuclear heavy heat was very over. Yes. Um the Otis thing going through like going to the outside yeah. where he wasn't actually pinned, that was great. I love that. Yeah. And but, also
1: But but Robert Rude and Dolph Ziggler versus heavy machinery, that is money written all over it. Oh
0: yeah. This is how a love story is done because now the men are involved. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey Vince, 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 Vince. Fuck the Bobby Lashley triangle. Fuck that shit. No one cares, and everyone knows that Lana and Rusev are still married. Don't try and play with us. Right,
0: and it's it's annoying Fuck that that. that. Now, like I said, there were a lot of shining moments in this match that I very much enjoyed. Um, oh, I
1: like the one where he flipped off the, the ceiling. So,
0: Lince Dorado got on top of the ceiling and did, like, a shooting star.
1: Well, and- he's going to be on promos for the next four months.
0: Oh, easily, which is going to suck because, you know, Lucha Botch Party. <sighs> the thing is is that really the Lucha House Party were not the Lucha House Party in New Day would have been easily gone and they had two more matches in right. this you don't need two Elimination Chamber matches to justify this happening right If we had John Morrison and The Miz versus The Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and then we had Heavy Machinery versus Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, I would have been fine. Right. In fact, I actually probably would have enjoyed those a lot more. Right. But for some reason, they wanted more than one Elimination Chamber match in this. How about this? An Elimination Chamber match for the United States Championship.
1: Dude!
0: That would have been better. Then you would have had Andrade, Humberto Carrillo, either Angel Garza and Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles Alice for Black Still built everything else And had another Elimination Chamber match Without another that's, Andrade and Humberto that's, that's
1: too hard For them though
0: I pulled that off Probably not Entirely sober Let's not get into a car And I thought of that Literally this second That's true this uh, shit is not hard. No,
1: but anyways, Morrison Miz retained. Um, yeah, but there there were some they, great no, moments. But overall, it's oh just... my,
0: I love I love the interaction with Morrison and Miz versus the Usos. I right. think they had great chemistry. They're oh my God, they mania. are going
1: to do something in Mania with that. Absolutely. They have to. Um, but it was overall it was just a meh. You know, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was the. It was and the worst what out what of the I two. In,
0: in my notes, it says some great moments, but meh. That's literally what I said. The the
1: second one was better. Oh, easily. Oh, um, all right.
0: AJ Styles versus Alistair Black in a no disqualification.
1: Oh, my. Okay, let me do my diatribe on this bullshit here. <laughs> Take How- it away. <laughs> How? How? It's a no disqualification match, and you're in Philadelphia, and it took you 10 minutes to get fucking weapons out? Oh, and was there some magical fucking force field around Alistair Black? Because, you know, I, I, guess, I guess um, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson couldn't touch him for the whole thing fucking match. What the fuck is going on? Like, it, like, it seriously. Made, it made no
0: sense, and it's like, okay, I don't even care if this match went maybe all of five minutes. If it made sense, but, then I don't think anybody would have been
1: there. But, but, it, it, it and then and then you have this this again this is another storyline like like the uh, Daniel Bryan one. It's like, "Oh, let's build up. Oh, we're one week in. Let's put pay-per-view cuz that's a great idea." Said, "Oh, this come good shit right here." <laughs> Mr. McMahon kind of Bullshit with his 80 riders in the fucking Titan Tower. Oh, There's gonna be some good shit right here, guys. Oh, let me just go match my butt. Oh. <laughs> and
0: worth a of ties.
1: <laughs> yeah!
0: <laughs> my, my problem is, I, 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 my sentiments exactly. This match, for it being a no disqualification, it was, was pretty very disappointing. Very Now, when you think notice qualification is like, oh, we don't like botch fest matches. The thing is, is that for a regular singles or tag match, a botch fest does not have to be necessary. But for a notice qualification, it's a spot fest. We want the spots. We want, you know, chairs and ladders, and we got, you know, a good table spot. There were great moments in this match.
1: But there weren't enough. And you're in fucking Philadelphia. Need I remind you a little bingo hall underneath the fucking freeway?
0: Is it really under a freeway? Yeah. Oh. Was it under a freeway in the 90s? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, but <laughs> the, big, the biggest pop did come because The Undertaker showed up.
1: Yes, and everyone freaked out over that.
0: Oh, everyone lost their mind, and that was the biggest pop of the night of a guy who's probably going to retire next year, I guarantee it.
1: And then Fox is oh, Fox also pissed because John Cena got the biggest pop of the night. WWE can't even build stars anymore. Right. I mean, good lord. I mean AEW well, I I guess it wasn't A.E.W., I guess it was the Young Bucks who took Hangman Page a jobber in ROH and made him into something.
0: And now people were screaming cowboy shit, and he was the most over thing there. But now the thing is that he... Good lord. Me. Now, just for record's sake, Alistair Black did win, and this was the difference between Pena Gallery and
1: myself. So, he's still I, the champion. I'm, I'm still the champion. But... It was once good again, another lord. Bullshit, another bullshit finish. But this is when we really realized that the crowd was dead. Yep. This crowd... Nobody cared. It was silent. And, you know, again, I'm going to go back to Japan because in Japan they're silent, but that's just the way that Japan is. In America, I expect there to be some sort of movement and excitement and chanting going on because it's still entertainment. Right. It's still entertainment. You see, the
0: thing is with – there was a difference between New Japan and WWE. WWE focuses more on the entertainment and production aspect where New, New Japan focuses on the outwardly respect because of sumo wrestling. Right. And then the fact that um, that's just their culture. Right. There's a huge cultural difference between them. It's like, oh, they're really silent at um, Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, but that's expected. Right. I mean, it, have, you, have you
1: ever gone to a baseball game in Japan?
0: It's dead. Yeah. I've, I've watched them in the Tokyo Dome, and it's dead because it's a respect thing. Yeah. And It's like, oh, we're here to watch the show. Right. Now, in WWE land, they want the people to scream and be loud and chant and do all of this. And. You know, in the Attitude Era and even in the Ruthless Aggression Era, they were much louder. There was much bigger pops. You can right. You can look out and see the people lose their goddamn minds.
1: I think I saw, like, one or two signs the whole night.
0: Yeah, and it's like...
1: Like, where are all the signs?
0: Right, where there's no crowd interaction anymore. I don't even take signs to those. I mean, I, obviously, we have a, you know, a 15-pound championship to take. That's right. our sign. But at the time, like, we were taking signs, and we were, like, the only people who did... We need to foster. I think this is part of a rant that we should do later, but I'll at least brush up on it with some more detail yeah. later. Is that there needs to be another cultural shift on where we can't? Wrestling is not a PG thing. It right. can't be. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll it can't go. be. It
1: can't be clean cut. It can't be publicly held. It just needs to be
0: <sighs> its own thing. And right. We're gonna make money. Obviously, like I said, I'll, I'll explain more on what the next week's show is going to be, right. and it's going to be a long one. Yeah. I can already tell. But anyway, so just for the sake of thing, for Black won. The crowd was dead. Um, somehow, WWE managed to pull off a boring AJ Styles match and a boring for Black match and a boring for Black versus AJ Styles match.
1: All right, let's give them all a big hand. Fuck you. All anyway, right,
0: um, a match that was significantly better was the Street I was I was
1: cooking during this time, so I'll let, uh, Peanut, I'll let Tiger Height do his thing here.
0: Right. Uh, Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Murphy for the Raw Tag Team Champions. This is the third interaction.
1: In a week and a half. A week
0: and a half of these guys and their show. A
1: week and a half.
0: Their, um, their match on Raw was significantly better. Uh, but this match overall was not terrible. Um, I I see
1: Meh on there. It,
0: it was Meh, but it wasn't terrible. It was a lot better than I expected. Let's put it that way.
1: My favorite part was when uh, Kevin Owens came oh, wait, out.
0: So um, Kevin Owens was not underneath the ring like he was last week. He was he ran he came down with like a thing of popcorn. He leaped over. He just kind of sat on the commentary table. He didn't interfere. He threw some popcorn in Rollins' face. Technically not a disqualification because he didn't physically hit him. Um, Rollins was taken out. Owens did not flinch whatsoever. Amazing guy. Yeah. It's like super awesome. He knows exactly about subtlety, which is something that WWE needs to do. And (laughs) – Well, no, they have a a cool thing. I'm going to backtrack to the um, – To an interview with, oh, yes. with Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Oh, yes. It was like a camera glitch thing. They're building to something, but it was subtle. Yeah. They did not miss a beat. And I looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of
1: interesting. I want to know what that is. Now, knowing WWE, I'm pretty sure it's a production error. I, I wouldn't would
0: be, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway... <laughs> Um, but, you know, he did not miss a beat. It was kind of fun. Yeah. And also, the Street Profits did retain. It was a Spinebuster and a Grey Frog Splash. Montez Ford has some hops on him, too. And uh, they won. It was fine. Street yeah. Profits retained. Thank God, because I don't want Seth Rollins and Murphy to sniff those tag team champions. Have AOP, an actual tag team, go for the tag team champions.
1: Yeah. There's a place for everybody. Oh, oh, oh and remember when the um, Viking Raiders came out and interfered with AOP? Oh, uh, yes. You heard the music. I'm like, okay, when someone's coming out to interfere in the match, normally you don't see, right. and normally you don't get the theme music, but I guess I got the theme music because WWE, ladies and gentlemen. Right, exactly. Fuck.
0: I know. It probably would have been better if they didn't have theme music. They just like kind of ran out from backstage and attacked AOP, right. kind of neutralized that. Obvious, glaring problem that the Street Profits would have faced otherwise. Uh, but it was fine. And then when Peanut Gallery came back from after making food was Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. I liked this match for the storyline purposes only. I
1: liked... This was probably the, one of the strongest storylines to come into it. Yep. Um. Sami Zayn looked,
0: um, Sami Zayn was subtle on being that chicken shit kind of heel where he has but Sami
1: Zayn won.
0: Yes, Sami Zayn because basically it was a three on one handicap match for the Intercontinental Champion. Whoever pinned Stroman was Intercontinental Champion. But Sami Zayn promoted of we're all gonna be the champion if someone is champion. And this really builds more on that Sami Zayn being the trickster because he did literally nothing.
1: Right. He lets Shinsuke and Cesaro do all the work for him. And
0: I loved it because it's subtle. And it's like now Sami Zayn. And it's like
1: who's who's really leading who? I, I can I can see a lot of good things come out of this, especially between Sami Zayn Shinsuke and Cesaro. Right.
0: And like Like I said, even with Strowman, Strowman, I could see Strowman Strowman go back back after them and destroying them all in some kind of match at WrestleMania, and I would not have a problem with it. Honestly, there wasn't a part in this match that I had a problem with. No. Sami Zayn kept running away from Braun Strowman. Cesaro, Shinsuke, and Braun Strowman have decent stuff. They had a decent flow going as a part of the handicap match itself. And I thought the ending was yeah. really good. Absolutely, all of them got involved. Sami Zayn hit the Huluva kick. He pins Strowman, so Sami Zayn is the Intercontinental Champion now. Sami Zayn, who is champion, has two bodyguards and now. Strowman can take out both of them right right before WrestleMania. And then they will have a one on one match, and you can do, do and that's, that's just one. You can do multiple different ways right. on setting up this match that'll look good. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. This was great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so Sammy Saints are our new Intercontinental champion. Oh, also, it wasn't overbooked. Yeah, it I wasn't. It. I liked it. Uh, all right. Last picks. match, though, was the women's elimination the chamber winner, match. The winner
0: is the number one contender for the Raw Women's Champion against Becky and, Lynch. And if
1: you didn't watch the match, it went about how you had expected it I, to this, go. This,
0: this was an awesome match. match. I like this match. Oh,
1: yeah. Me. And Shayna Baszler was just dominating. So, I liked the interaction between ba- Baszler and Asuka because yeah. we never got to see that in NXT. Um, Liv,
0: Liv Morgan got some stuff in. Sarah Logan was a lot more over than I expected her to be as yeah. well. I really enjoyed that because I, I think, think Sarah Logan, Logan has gotten a lot better.
1: Ruby Riot was there. Natalia was there. This whole crew. Oh yeah,
0: no, nobody, nobody was, buried because nobody was, was buried, buried because nobody was pinned or submitted outside of Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Baszler. Shayna Baszler ran the gamut. She eliminated everyone. Uh, she eliminated Logan. And then
1: yeah, and then we thought about why did they book this match? Well, see, because a casual viewer would not be familiar with Shayna Baszler.
0: Right, they'll be familiar with everybody else. But Shayna Baszler. Right. So building her as this dominating evil monster, it makes her look good but buries nobody. And then with Asuka being involved, they had some really good back and forth. Yes. Where, you know, if Baszler does manage to win the Raw Women's Championship. Which is gonna happen. Probably. I would not be mad about Asuka being the next contender.
1: Yeah. Um but okay, let's let's talk about okay, does WWE even know how, how people like sit and watch matches?
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Okay, so um, Becky Lynch, they showed pictures of Becky Lynch watching a oh, match. Oh,
0: okay, yes. No, physically. They used to do that. They used to do it right. Where, Okay, so basically what Peanut Gallery is talking about is how do people She's watch sitting
1: there. She's standing there like three inches away from the television screen. And also she's, screen. Like,
0: she's like sideways with the belt on her arm. So here's what I would have done if I was going to see the same thing. Becky Lynch. Sitting, sitting on a couch, couch with the, the Robins champion sitting right next to her still showing. Yeah. But then the television, all you see is the background. People are not stupid. Right. She's not sitting there watching fucking The Office. Right. She's sitting there watching the winner of this match. And
1: and you we you wanna be more authentic? Have um you know, put uh, put Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy in the same room. I'm because sh- we all know that they're engaged. We all know that whoever she's watching it with, she's most likely watching it with her future husband. Right. And you know, obviously, you can. You don't even have to show like you the TV. You, don't, you,
0: you don't, don't have to show, show the TV. TV. In, in fact, I don't, don't want you to, to show the, the TV because people are not stupid. Which, which we will do on the next which which I
1: I will I will explain the next show.
0: We'll have a little bit of a diet Oh
1: my god, WWE is just so bad at it. Anyway, so Shayna Baszler won. It wasn't a bad match. It was certainly better than all the other matches on the show. This
0: was easily match of the the night. I'm going going to give this whole night one star out of five.
1: five. I'm gonna give it one star out of five as well. It was awful outside of the two matches. It was awful.
0: It was boring. The crowd was dead. The last two matches were the only time that people actually had a genuine reaction, right. except for the Undertaker.
1: Right. I mean that. That's it. I mean, you you want to you want to cut half this pay per view out?
0: Right. And it's like okay, we can totally do better, but we'll talk about that next week. So um, I really have nothing else to say about this. This was an afterthought show, which it shouldn't have been. And it really hurts the integrity of the Elimination Chamber because the Elimination Chamber is a great concept. Yeah. You can really build a really good stuff, and I don't mind them being number one <sighs> right. contenders.
1: But um, let's talk about going forward. Seth Rollins versus uh, Kevin Owens is pretty much confirmed. He's AJ fan. Styles versus The Undertaker, that's pretty much confirmed. Yep. John Morrison, The Miz versus The Usos is, is more or less confirmed. Right.
0: We can't say pretty much with an. Uppermost certainty that that's yeah. confirmed because we don't know what's gonna happen outside of like the singles matches for WrestleMania. Andrade
1: versus Humberto Carrillo is pretty much confirmed. It'll be the tenth time they go against each other. If they
0: do that again, I'm gonna be so goddamn pissed. <laughs> <laughs> might, might as well get rid of the United States Champion at this point because it doesn't Guerrero's matter. Rolling in his grave, right? So, um, so, so for next week, this is what we're going to do. Now, we have gotten, gotten a lot of criticisms. criticisms. That we are AEW apologists, Mm -hmm. and that we just hate everything WWE, and our next show, we're going to go into depth more so. Yes, if you
1: have any questions about storyline development, please let us know, we will answer your questions. Also,
0: I want to hear your criticisms. Is it the fact that you think that we we just hate WWE? Because honestly, that's literally the farthest from the truth. Yeah. And do you think, think we're AEW, AEW apologists we because we have criticized AEW? We have. But, but we are going, going to go, go more in-depth on in depth why we talk, talk about what we do as a part right. of WWE. Yeah. And just, just the, the fact, fact that, that, you know, you know I mean, I'm mean, i going to go into a little, little bit more. more I'm, I'm going to go, go into a lot more, than. more then. But, but WWE, WWE has to be that standard bear, and it's not. Right. And it's it's disappointing.
1: Right, it is, because you're the biggest wrestling company in the world. You would think that people actually want to work for you, but there are more and more stars who don't want to work for you. Right. I mean, how many times has WWE approached Kenny Omega with multi-million dollar contracts? Young Bucks, did the same thing. They turned yeah.
0: it down. Uh, Brody, Brody Lee came out in an interview saying, I am glad I left. Yeah. But, so. But like, like I said, said we're going to go into more right. in depth about um, our actual stances on wrestling in general for the most part. Right. Because, because I've, I've been watching, I've been listening to the last couple of shows, and I hate listening to us, but. We do sound like WWE haters. And like I said, we aren't aren't (sighs) WWE haters more so we're, you know, we're very passionate about this. Right. Obviously, we would not be doing commentary if we weren't. Right. But we're going to explain more so on our history and, you know... What we criticize And why, why we target WWE all the time But, but that'll, that'll be for later right. And then obviously we are going to be going To the Ring of Honor 18th anniversary show Which is next
1: week Which is next Friday mm-hmm. And so we'll be covering that on Sunday as well Yep. So it'll be, it'll be very similar To what we saw on here It might be more half and half Just because the uh, right. ROH show Isn't going to be as long as this show was But we'll, we'll leave time for ROH as well So So um, Um, thank you guys
0: for listening. If you enjoyed it, be sure to follow our stream wherever you're listening it on. Um, Podbean, Podcast One, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Spotify, all the good stuff. All the
1: good stuff.
0: And also if you see us with Goldie in Las Vegas, be sure to take a picture and hashtag Goldie on Twitter and we'll uh, share it.
1: So and as always, be majestic.